Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? Well, I hope you're doing good. I'm doing good. I feel good. Did some yard work today. Got some stuff done that I hadn't gotten done in a while. So now my yard looks pretty out front. <laughs> anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means, dun, 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 drum roll please, which means that if you feel you have a paranormal problem, we can get to you. You know, we've got people living up and down the state, so... It's not an issue trying to get to you. And we do not charge for services. It's all free. We do it because we're trying to educate and help people. All right. Anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. And uh, this is a subject that's true, near, true to my heart, really, to be honest. You know, I've lost a lot of pets over the last 10, 15 years. And uh, doing this kind of work, you learn, you know, you're, you're working with psychics, you know, various mediums and psychics. And you learn that death really isn't the end. And it's the same thing for your pets. I've had a lot of experiences with, uh, I have Australian Kelpies. But it goes further back than that because even as a kid I would I would feel my, my, my dogs. Because we had poodles and we had like chickapoos, you know, the smaller cockapoo chihuahua mixes and all that. I would feel them sitting on my chest and stuff after they had passed away. But over the last probably 11 years... I've had more contact with deceased pets, maybe because my sensitivity has grown since I've been working as a paranormal investigator. And I have stories to tell tonight, and I will tell them. If you're watching from Facebook, please hit that follow button. We're looking for followers, because the more the merrier, because we do do special events occasionally. Nancy and I do special events, and so does... And I also do special events with the Ghost Hunt team, and the place to find them is Facebook and Meetup. But if you're on Facebook, you'll get first crack at them. Okay? Uh, if you're watching from Twitch, please hit that follow button. And if you're watching from YouTube, there is a little man, a ghost actually, down in the bottom right-hand corner. And it's got a, he has a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. And that is our, that's <laughs> one of those days. That's our, I call him our Ruby ghost, but that is our mascot. And you can subscribe. And if you look on uh, YouTube, you can see that we have nearly 400 videos over there. And they're all different topics, not just paranormal stuff. So I think there's a little something in there for everybody. So if you click on that, you'll get, you, you know, you can check out all those videos, which you can anyway. But, I mean, you'll get notified when we have new videos. Because, again, we don't always do, par I don't always do paranormal topics. I'm a journalist, photojournalist by trade. And I like to kind of vary the stuff, you know. And I like some fun stuff. Like next week, we got a, we got a couple things coming up that are different, completely different from anything we've done here before. So it's something to look out for. Anyway, our guest tonight, I have known her for ever, and I met her when I was in junior college, and I was just a smart, smart, smart male kid, and I was still, even though I had had experiences with ghosts before I met her, you know, like in my house and growing up and stuff, because I grew up in an active house, I really still wasn't a believer, and so I was, when I met her, I was very, very sarcastic. And I even wrote the first story because I, 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 I did two stories on her. 
One when I was in college, and then one later on when I was working as a journalist. But the first one was kind of kind of tongue-in-cheek and sarcastically written. But it was a good story. So uh, we became friends, and here we are, you know, all this time later. But I'm not going to tell you how old I am, because then you'll know when I went to college. I ain't going to do that either. No, no, no. But anyway, um, tonight we're going to be talking about deceased pets, and uh, Nancy uh, will we'll do some readings for you guys in the chat room. One question only, that kind of thing, okay? And uh, I think I had a pet visit last night, too, one of my pets, and I'll explain that to you guys, too. All right, let me bring Nancy on. Here we go. So can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. <laughs> Yay. Oh, she was such a brat. I met her in 96. I was doing the city cemetery tours. I think it was 10th and 13th and Broadway. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, walks in like, I'm, I'm shit, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and so she got exposed to my um, giving the tours down there. John Bettencourt had hired me and uh, got his attention. Very first preterm, uh, we did tours a week before mm -hmm. each um, official people sign up and pay money to see it. And I got his attention so much so. And every year, very little bit, because sometimes it'd be a big storm in the wintertime. So we'd start in July, hotter than the Boopers, downtown Sacramento. And I'd be sweating, like, he'd say, give me a story, make it right so we can do the tour. And I'm going, oh. And then we do the tour, and he would tell me if I've been right or not. Talk about the pressure. And then this brat shows up not believing, you know, and it's like the first time I did this to John, he didn't know what to make out of me because I had told a story so obscure. I think I probably told this a couple of times about a woman. She had lost the her identity. She had lost her form. She had lost whom she was in the flesh. And all she was is this big mound. And I know I've told the story, but they're fresh in my mind because I tell them a lot. And John Patton, of course, says, what's over here? And I saw this poor woman on the ground, curled up with her knees underneath her, and her hands to the chest. That's the vision I saw, grieving her three babies buried in that spot. Of course, he's going to be smart, right? So he goes over to Tombstone. There's two babies there. You're wrong. <laughs> I go, ah. <laughs> I tell people, I can't help being what I am. I either going to be right or wrong, depending on how I can hear this, right? And I can see a person or not see a person if they're there or not. You can't force it. You can't make it up. Oh, I just have heard another story. But anyway, uh, so he researched it. And at the night of the tour, he thought he had got me. And of course, I had to come up with 10 different stories. And they were all true after he searched it. So if you go to the Sacramento Cemetery, the oldest of the oldest stones in there, goes, it does go back to John Sutter. He's buried there, so you enter in to the right, big stone it's his. To the left are the little pathways. I'm really building up something, guys. <laughs> and he stood there, and he was introducing himself. And he said, well, <laughs> unbeknownst to the people and himself, the cemetery had extended across Broadway. And if you drive down there, I don't know if the people are still there. They're, um, they're the people who make the tombstones. They were there. Remember, this was 96 to 01 or 02 that I did the tours. And he found that a third baby had been dug up that was part of the street and had been interred with the two under that one stone. 
because she had lost three babies. And, and it was like, maybe I didn't want to do so well. Maybe I wanted because it was pressure. It's, it's difficult. Can you imagine walking in cemetery and someone says, find a spirit and tell me a story. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. but I had a lot of fun. It was proof to her not, and just not to me because in 96, I had been in this business six years and the pressure of always being right and the pressure of not hurting another soul, wording everything just perfect. That I was doing five and six tours a year for six years. And it was virtually what I made covered the gas from Pollock Pines down there and back again twice a week. So I loved it. I loved it. It was also one of the first times in public. This is where I'm going with this. Uh, to the left was a lady. And then if you ever visited the Sacramento Cemetery, it branches off like the roots of a tree. There's all these pathways. And so to the right is where I usually started the tours because I was standing to the right. And one time we went to the right and winding around and I, I glanced back at the group walking toward us and there was this man walking toward me with this dog going all around him. And I go, should I say something? Is that the right owner? <laughs> Is that the right guy? <laughs> and I kind of said, can I pull you aside? I says, you're you're going to think I'm crazy. And please, if you're watching this, please touch base with me. These stories can't make them up. I <laughs> can't make them up. And he, I says, you have a little white dog that's just twirling around you like a crazy, like a wire terrier. Ugh. I just lost a dog. And it was that one. And it was twirling around him just crazily. And I thought, do they all do that? I don't know they do. I don't know if they do. And the other one that so fresh my mind, I remember there's all kinds of stories, 32 years. Imagine stories I'm going to refresh when I start going through all the copies of MP3s of all your readings. <laughs> I'm going to be crazy. But anyway, uh, the Tucson Fair in uh, Tucson, Arizona. And um, this lady showed up with her fireman pals. And there were like four or five of them that were part of the fire district. And uh, she walked in and they were standing in the back of the room listening to my talk. And it was on ghosts, of course. <laughs> and uh, I looked at the ladies and she was standing there and my eyes got big. I went, is that a bear or is that just a big dog? And I looked and I know that the broom said, what the hell? Excuse me. What? Excuse me. <laughs> what is she looking at? And number knows to me, they all come in to see me. And so when it was all over, uh, the only I remember her and please touch base me. I'd love to say hello again. She had dark clothes on like a fire person might wear underneath everything. And it was a dark shirt, pants. And she walked up and I go, oh, you're the one with the big dog. And, and of course she went, oh, <laughs> she had just lost this really big dog. And we had a wonderful talk and uh, all these stories are just rushing in. And she said, I'll see you again. And we had this wonderful talk and the dog sat there, blah, 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 you know, just all patting. And I said, you want to feel him? I don't remember how I did it, but I know that I did this with many people, every every uh, tour, maybe with Char too, that if you just be real still and put your hand, I'll cover this later on, everybody, feel the air, even smack your hand and feel the life force click, click, click like this. Now just move it into your pet. Woo, that's twice, three times as much. Because if a pet has recently passed over 
and not gotten to a place where they forgot their form. If they know what their form looked like, if they saw themselves in a mirror, shopping in a window, you know, they collect that. They recognize themselves. And you've seen these videos on YouTube, darling, darling, little puppies to seeing themselves in a mirror and they go, rawr, 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 and they're scared. And then all of a sudden they realize it's them because of their moving. And they go look and then they go, oh, that's me. And so during their little life, they'll remember what they look like. And when they pass over, it's like that. Now, in the same time, so anyway, um, I saw her again and she got to feel the energy passing by her because this was a big dog, almost to the hip, black, looked like a bear. And I apologize, everybody. I don't know. I know what a bulldog looks like, a, a poodle. But when they're big like that, someone will have to write me and go, ooh, might have been a Newfoundland something or other, right? Mm -hmm. So I got her to feel this and she was so comforted. It was amazing. There's this environment like, uh, and here she is loving this dog that passed away. Anyway, she come back again and saw me. She says, I always know where he's around. And she says, when I go somewhere, I just open the back door to the car. I go, come on, let's go. Whatever his name is, come on. And she could feel him because he's big, jump there. In the same time frame, I had a gentleman, a wife call me. And she says, my husband won't talk to you. I go, well, that happens a lot. <laughs> Anybody can call and ask about somebody else. It doesn't matter if you talk to me or not. So a little secret there, everybody. And she wanted me to describe to her the dog that the husband had fallen in love with and died. And she says something very amazing. This man did not want a pet. Nothing. Would not. You get a pet. You take care of it. I went, well, 10 minutes into ownership, right? The dog now owns the husband and the husband always had this dog on its lap and then if he was going to do a fast run to the store the post office he would wrap the dog around his neck can you imagine driving down the street and there's some guy really big like six something he's sitting in the car and this brown wiener dog is wrapped around this man's neck of course i don't know this right and she says, I know this is being taped because at the time I just discovered digital recorders and I was doing a fair. So a, a friend there named Charlie, he says, you don't have to do record it and then go home and put on cassette. You know, you could take, bring the digital thing here and save my life. And I was able to mail it to her and let her husband hear. And I said, um, like one day explain, I got so many, so many, um, what do they call them? Things that grow. My hair never stays the same guys. I'm sorry. Uh, so I said on the tape, your husband is, is showing me traveling, driving in the car, and he's got this brown wiener dog around his collar. And just as I said that, she started tearing up. I says, it's odd that I say this, but he's acting like the dog doesn't know it's there. And I suspect the dog, she, she had told me the dog passed away, that the dog is getting on the man's neck in the car and keeping him company while he tries. And I who could make up a story like that? I'm not that clever, everybody. I'm an artist. I, I take details. But to come up with a story of a wiener dog wrapped around a man's neck, this man loved this dog. Well, guess what? I got I heard back from your wife, I think, the next year. But I remember the circumstances so like get hold of me. I like to know it's been 10 years, so mm -hmm. you know, maybe they've gotten two or three more little dogs. But the story of him denying love and then falling desperate in love with this little wiener dog 
and this dog resting on the shoulders. It was such an impactive thing. Then, so there's a lot of animals that will come to the master. Women, you know, it shows up at the office. It shows up everywhere. And then I sometimes wonder, why are we seeing and hearing of pets that don't follow the owner, the master rather, or whatever, and stay with the house? So I want to tell you two stories. There's a lady in Grass Valley, and they lived in an eight, they do, I don't know, 10 or 15 years back. I don't know how long. And she was telling me a story about the remodeling the A-frame house. And, and of course, when you do that, you have um, opened up to the ceiling. Uh, this was an older A-frame, not like a point, but kind of like that. And they could hear the spirit people walking above them but they removed the ceiling. So those spirit people were living in their era. You've heard me speak of that before. And I thought to myself, are they ghosts of the spirit living in their time? I want to think that because it didn't seem like there was a pattern, like they didn't seem like they were stuck. What was curious is they put a bedroom, let the bedroom stay up there on that one side. And that was their guest room. So one time they had company over and um, they stayed in the room. But they woke up middle night because something had jumped from the closet onto the bed. And they thought it was a rat. And the whole house went, <laughs> there was no. And so the wife said, what in the world could that possibly be? So she spent the night in that bed. Well, guess what? It was a cat. And the cat was part of the prior owners, not the ones that walked on the ceiling. But the prior owner had lost this light-colored cat. And it was still living in that space, but it wasn't a bedroom at that time. And where the closet was, was an area maybe to the window or maybe shelving. And during the night, let me tell you about cats that up all night. We have two of them. Uh-uh, you don't sleep. If they, if they get into the room, you are awake. And they seem to favor my husband. They get around his face and everything. So you imagine this nocturnal cat, even in spirit, jumping on someone's bed that was a guest. I mean, can you imagine what the household must have been like? Everybody's up, running around. You have a wild animal here. We live in Grass Valley. What could have got possum? A rat. <laughs> it was a cat, a ghost cat. And they wonder why a ghost cat, a cat as a ghost would be someone's house. You know, I could think about this all day long and not have an answer unless it's living. Maybe it is part of the household mm -hmm. of the spirit people that are walking around. Now, they're not so much worried about that. It's kind of like they hear it when it's really quiet and they hear the footsteps. I told you my husband, and I have a, a ghost in the house we're in. And my husband, because he's a man and he watches all man shows, the ghost can be heard walking toward him. And Larry says, he has heavy footprints and he and then i put my mind to it with a friend and we found out he the ghost is really tall so <laughs> heavy footprint he's a big person well people of all generations they keep the same footprint if they keep their solidness so over time and i did this just the other day i said i i was talking to a real estate agent we sold the house up the hill and i said if i put my hand in front of your face and you cannot look at your feet do you think you're going to look like you know what spare socks you have on in a month? Well, you can appreciate a lot of times people will put on the clothes or remember how they look like in a coffin 
or a funeral, or maybe the last time we was out when they passed away. Well, cats and dogs don't do that. So, but we can appreciate that. And if they keep the solidness, that's their choice. But how does a cat and dog keep their solidness? Um, I also told you this on another show that dogs can remember a situation and recreate it all the time. I was uh, entertaining a bunch of ladies, beautiful home in Carmichael. And my eight or nine ladies, I guess, and the, the lady. And I walked in and they were sitting around talking and I love women groups. I tell you, we just giggle. And it's just like, I said, I started out saying, you better be friends. Don't ask me something. You don't want someone else to hear. Or if you want to not tell me something, you better tell me on the side because I can just, <laughs> just take off. Anyway, I walked in and we were talking and there was this dog just barking his head off. And it was a bigger dog, like a German shepherd sized dog and just barking and barking. And everybody was oblivious to it. And I thought, well, what is wrong with these people? Mm -hmm. And I caught the lady before I started, I said, do me a favor. Would you get the dog and bring him in or put it in the garage? And of course, everybody just goes, the dog had just died, like within a month. But it was tied up to the oak tree in the backyard. So girls listening to this, call me up, let me know. And the dog was not a disobedient dog. The dog was tied up when they went to work or whatever. And it had shelter, had a nice long extended rope, had water and everything. And it wasn't, it was good. It was a good thing because it couldn't let it run over the house. It was a big dog. So uh, in its life, it was there more than it maybe should have. I'm not even going to say that. But it showed up as a ghost dog or the spirit dog in the backyard. It was trying to get mom and daddy, let me in, let me in. So they went out to the backyard, they talked to the dog and they said, well, come on now, come on. They put their hand out like to get the collar and they brought that dog in. And, and uh, from then on, she did a group or I did talk to her and he was a bigger dog. And you know how a big dog boom, down the hallway. Oh, he's in the house now. Now we can't get him stopped down the hallway. And you can do that. So when people say, oh, I'm going to lose a pet, or I've lost a pet, I said, wait a minute, before you do anything else, make sure you leave out their possessions, at least for a week or two. Because it's a lot of times they don't know they're, they're gone. How, imagine how many stories I've told of people passing away and they roll out of their body or they try to get into their body at a funeral or they're talking, to, listen, I'm not dead, I'm right here and no one can hear. You can talk, you listen, YouTube, near-death experiencers, and they'll say, I was out of the body, I thought it was whole, I went to see dad, blah, 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 and they're physically full, you know, like solid. Well, the dogs and cats do that too. Even horses. I have a lady named Cindy. I'll say the name. <laughs> I love her. She's lovely. She's a competitive horse rider. And I actually knew her while I was married to the first husband, didn't know it, because we were competitive horse people also. And she had a pet pass away. And we talked about it. And I says, as long as you don't look for that horse, the horse will come back it was two or three years later and she got someone gave her um a horse they couldn't take a care of a foal and it was the same coloring same after a year she says oh my god it's the same 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 and she was convinced it had come back to her so this friend client friend in texas who also raises little doxies he's found two of them two of them have been brought back to him so as with human beings which i now fully convinced we take this trip over and over animals can too 
What's the basis of that? Love. Just love. I don't think goldfish, I don't know if you take care of a zoo animal, do they follow you around for eternity? You know, I'm, I'm not good. good at, I, I'm just like normal. I just don't think about it. But a, pat, a cat and dog now, I want to tell you, I have two cats. One's a little autistic. It chooses if it will let you even get near him. That's a bud. But Joe, oh my God. I demand you love me. I'm going to make you love me. I'm, in fact, I close the door because he, he just gets in my face. You know what? I love him to death. Oh my gosh. He, they're eight years old. They're twins. And you wouldn't think they come from the same group because they're so different. Just wonderful. Another story. So my first husband and I lived in Loomis, California, and we were avid horse people. And, uh, Someone had noticed that while I was on the horse, um, I wrote English, that after a while my foot would rattle like this. Da, 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 da. And they asked me what happened. And I had been carrying my daughter. She was like two years old. What? <laughs> Don't ask me how old is she. And Char says, I'm getting so old. I was going to slap her. I'm almost old enough to be her mom. <laughs> so my daughter, early 50s, she was like two or three years old. And I was at a drive-in theater and we went to the bathroom, came back, and I stepped in a pothole. Almost broke. I should have broke it. But Lisa would have gotten fixed. Someone said, you need to start running. I think you will strengthen. Well, let me tell you, I started running and I went, oh my gosh, I'm better at this than I am at horses. And I had done some races and I loved the horse. The big, big uh, quarter appy, um, quarter horse, Appaloosa. It was like 15, 17 hands, excuse me, because I always had to find something to jump on her back. It was just a huge horse. And that was always kind of a lot for, uh, you know, pretty thin lady. So when I started running, oh, the power. Well, about the time I started running, my husband um, worked for the government. I'm trying to remember what he, but he, anyway, he was friends with people at Davis. Um, it was in um, biology. I don't know. Um, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, he made all his way up to be director of the hazardous waste department. It's all kind of biology. Anyway, he was talking to people there and they said, you know, it's the end of the year. I know you people wouldn't want to hear this, but what do they do with the dogs that they're not going to work with? Uh, let me think here, right? And so my husband said, maybe we should keep one. And they're darling. And I says, well, how big? And he says, oh, now, like, you know, ah, like this. And I went, oh, gosh, maybe we should have a dog for the kids. He brought home this black lab, both arms out like this. It grew to be 95 pounds. <laughs> and it's not like a little 95 pounds. We're talking a big, remember the story of the lady at the event in Tucson? This dog was, you know. But when I put my running shorts on, you know, runners hardly have almost naked, you know, I had two or three pairs um, of the same running shoe and the pair of sock, uh, shorts. And at the time, there's like two places to buy those things, uh, fleet something or other. Anyway, these striped shorts and Bonnie was, my dog was named Bonnie, named her after my sister. It was wonderful. I loved the name Bonnie. So I'd yell, Bonnie. And if I, she was, it's like, if, if she saw me, she would take off and she would go next door and get Caesar the German Shepherd. And they knew exactly how it was, we were in Loomis and it was a hill. We'd run down the hill toward the trail 
And we ran, I ran from, um, from that point up to Auburn, Auburn Lake Trails, or I'd run from that point to Granite Bay and then back. And they would find me. And if I ran 10 miles, they did 20. Boom, 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 boom. So one day I was talking, someone was very, very intuitive. And we were talking about people passing over. And it was kind of like, hmm, I wonder who, I'll who will greet me. Well, initially I felt like my mom and dad. My dad died when I was six. But she said, whatever, you, you're going to be ready. I'm doing the business, everybody. I know what it's about. Oh, yeah, let's get going here, right? She says, oh, I see you on a horse riding. And right next to you is this big black dog. Heaven, heaven, guess where I'll be? Auburn Lake Trails, Coffer Lake, Coffer Dam, rather. Um, I, I rode a racehorse, um, Lake Berryessa. I did the Redwoods. I did one in Southern California. Jeez, it's been 30 years since I did these guys. So I can't remember everything, but I will probably be involved because the power of that. But the power was the love of the animal they had for us. So I found it curious that even though I hadn't mentioned this dog to this friend, she picked up the black lab in my life because at the time I was so in love with her. So if you say to me, I'm 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, but I fell in love with this animal. All you have to do is think of the animal once in a while to remind the animal that you want that in that, your life when you pass over. Now, this was the 80s that I really got involved with the dog and ran. I was always an athlete, but this power that a woman would feel at the time, women were not as involved with sports. But the dog incentivized me because I felt like she was having fun also. So it was important to me to bring the dog. And of course, Caesar, blah, 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 blah. He was just one of those giddy up kind of dog. He just went, not very, not the smartest one in the group but he loved Bonnie and he liked being with me. And I found it curious that after 30 some years, <laughs> I'm gonna go, am I gonna say 40? No, I'm not. That this dog is gonna be there for me. How do we connect in the afterlife to be able to have fun? That is up to you. You give thought uh, to who you want to be with you in the afterlife. And we pick an era we can go to, we can pick a place to go to. I was doing a reading and I'll make reference because this was on, the, I think it was on there, was that a private? I don't know, can't remember. Anyway, I was talking to, oh, it was a different group. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it wasn't Char's group. Anyway, this woman was making reference to her child and she hasn't been feeling this daughter for a long time. And I says, you know, spirit people can travel in not only time, but locations because why not? Well, in my world, I have a, a um, affiliation of a past life in France. I also have a past life other places, but one of them, I even bought the learning the CDs for language of Japan. Be curious why. If I ever go there, well, I recognize things. It's really strong. So it popped into my head, Japan. I says, I don't know if it's my thought or somebody else's. And I said to the mom, she wants me to think that she's in Japan. Why is that? Well, we were military and we lived there when she was born. So we lived there for a while after she was born. So we have a connection to Japan. Of all things I could say. So we can go and be with anywhere you want to go. We can have our darling little pets. Let's go to another thought. So in Tucson, 
we um, we were affected by the recession, recession just like everybody else. And we had, to, we had to find a place to live. And so we moved into a place where the lady had passed away. And that's fine, that's fine. And my husband had at that time one of these big um, couch sets and they're Western, they had little brass buttons, you know, that kind of, it was massive. But on the wood part or the leather part with the buttons, then you have the cushion that comes out. And he was sitting there watching TV one night and something jumped on the back of the the couch. And it went, and Larry says, we have a cat. I ran out, I go, where, where? He says, it just ran past me. And I says, what it feel like? He said, well, it was really fast. And it happened enough. And here's a man, uh, he had sought me out when the death of his last wife. And we got, you know, this joke is he offered me golf lessons. I married six months later. <laughs> but in reality, uh, we have a lot in common, uh, living with horses and uh, both of us work Pacific Bell and on and on and on. So it was kind of like, oh, look at this. We have another ghost that lives with us. And what was curious, it wasn't a cat, it was a little poodle. And then you go to wonder, was that poodle waiting around for someone to move in to be part of their life? And I think so. Now I wanna go on. Remember I said, put the food out and a toy. You don't have to put water, they're not gonna drink. And the reason is that animals don't have, if they have conscious like we do, or if humans can be a pet, I don't know that. I don't know everything, thank God. But I have found over time that the pet will stay in the household and follow the person around. And it's happened to my husband, it's happened to us, um, happened to Char, mm -hmm. it happens to a lot of people. So I always encourage, not now if the pet's been gone a week or two or more, but when a pet passes away, and I've had a lot of people in my life, I love the pets that have died. I'll cry along with them because I had, which is, right? So put the bowl out, put the pad out, put a couple of toys, because what happens after a while, and totally by accident, I have seen, and this happened, at, <laughs> crazy, right? I have a client in um, Singapore, and how we got connected, seeing me on one of these shows, and I was talking about pets, and they had a pet that was going to die, a cat. And um, it was one of like those videos of really round little cat jumping into a box type of thing. <laughs> getting across the floor, remind me of that. And one day I was talking to her and she said, what's the cat doing, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden I saw the cat go through the wall uh, between rooms. Oh, okay, I'll think about that one. <laughs> it was shortly after that, because she'd been in my life 20 some years now. And it was shortly after that, that um, she no longer heard or felt the cat. And then I really started paying attention and it appears, not human beings, cats, because they don't think that way. If I'm a human being, I see a wall there, I'm going to walk around it. If it's a door, I'm going to open it. If I'm a spirit person, I may be smart enough to put my hand through there. I'm not Italian, everybody, <laughs> my hand motion. You walk up to the door and you go, can I walk through it? And like all the TV movies you ever saw, ghosts in particular, right from the beginning, 1988 or 89, you're going to walk through the door, right? How does a pet know that? So, uh, gosh, anyway, uh, do that again, huh? Drive y'all crazy. So what happens is, is they'll do a mistake. And all of a sudden it occurs to them, ooh. And then I see a cat and dog from the couch through the wall back again. 
or into the backyard. So what happens is they start exploring. And after a while, you won't hear them because it's a new adventure. If they're always been indoor, like our cats are indoor because they were feral. If they can get out in a heartbeat, they are gone. And living up in Hornbrook, it was mountainous. We had lions, tigers, and bears all night. But I tell you, anything they can do to get out, it's been it's a journey. <laughs> but when it pass away, if they can go through a wall, they will be back. But it may be a while. So another, another friend got a babysitter and the babysitter lives at Forest Hill. And this woman takes in lots of dogs. She has lots of property and there's a fence going around it. So my friend was going to do a dog show because she's in competitive dog events. The dog died at the babysitters. Like if you're going to be a babysitter, what if you have 20, what is the limit of a babysitter, a dog sitter? Listen to me, babysitter. There are babies. Let's just own it, right? <laughs> uh, and this situation was very, very difficult because I this, I just cried to buckets with this because the uh, pet sitter suffered. And so a few days later, my friend says, I don't feel my dog. Well, I, what am I going to say? And I says, what's the pet sitter's first name? So then she thinks that that, sitter I put my mind to her and I follow her thread of thought to that woman and the and I, you know the, the pet sitter didn't lose her as a client I'm being careful all these names because I didn't ask permission first so I'm trying except for Cindy Cindy would get a big kick out of it if I talk about her horses but anyway so um I saw the dog there and the property's large and has a little bit of incline going toward the fence and every time I think of this dog, I see the dog with the other dogs running. Now, let me tell you, a bulldog isn't very light and doesn't run a lot. This dog runs. So as a spirit dog, running with the rest of the pack is his heaven. And I tell her, I says, don't you get hurt feelings over this. That dog's in heaven. You want that dog to be happy. It's almost like you fish along a river. Mm -hmm. like, You're going to take that pet there. Oh, that pet's like, oh, this is wonderful. Guess where a pet's going to go first? It's going to go where it's happiest. When you pass away, what would be that? <laughs> Anybody listening, what is your heart desire? And you can access um, time. So my heart desire right off is I'm six years old before my father passes away. And I'm on the beach. We lived... Um, in San Diego, around the beach in those years. It was kind of like a little duplex. There's a big, I found it. It's a big hotel sitting on the exact spot now. So it's, yeah. I would like to go back in time because my I was down to the beach. And those years, little tiny kids could go to the beach. I remember mom said, go. And they had given me paper and um, watercolor. Mm -hmm. And so I took it to the ocean. My father was a commercial artist and so my mother. So naturally, they're going to give me something to draw with and all i can remember sitting on the beach is the shot the silhouette of my father walking toward me and he was a tall man but he was like a stick very thin and he's walking toward me yet i have forgotten the vision of his face i have a girlfriend i said karen rostein i want her to hypnotize me and she said what would you like i says i want to go to the last time i saw him to remember what his face looks like guess what i'm going to do 
kids, I told my kids, don't miss me because I'm traveling. I'll be back. But I would like to go back in time to remember my father, what he looked like at that time as a child would see the parent. Okay. Same with the pet. Pet can be gone for a while. I wonder what mommy and daddy are doing. All of a sudden you'll have them in their face. You'll get in bed and all of a sudden they'll jump on you. I'm back, I'm back. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you could even feel them. I have a lady said feel feel the face as because the dog was always in her face. Not always pleasant, but she always knew the dog was around. A lot of stories, everyone. I I would encourage you to oh Charlotte, I'm eating up a lot of time. Um so let's do readings next week if we don't finish off. You know, everybody, I, I am moved. Uh, we did sell the big house, <laughs> the big house on the mountain. So I've been moving this week. Can you believe that? It's a wonder I had good voice, but um, there was so much I wanted to say to you. Yes, I do believe in euthanasia for the pets. They don't know, and they're very happy. Most of them are jumping out of their body when they can get released. So I'm an advocate of not letting a pet suffer. So I am an advocate of that. Um, you can't stop it from passing away. Yes, they will hide to die. And I've had pets that go underneath the porch. You know, they do run away. So if your pet's old and runs away, all you do is call it. It is their choice to come back because they want peace and quiet. They need their peace and quiet. So if it dies in your arms at the vets, wonderful. They'll jump up and follow you home. Make sure you leave their stuff out. Now, Char has two or three really great stories. So let me be quiet for a moment and let her tell a story. And if there's somebody written in a little note, maybe I'll be quiet for a few minutes. Okay, Char, your turn, kid. Okay, before we get to readings, I got a couple, I got a few a couple stories to tell. Um, I lost an Australian Kelpie that I had had for 15 years, about 11 years ago very close to her, did everything with her. And uh, I remember after she passed, in fact, she, she, she passed in my arms. Mm. I was upset. I kept calling Nancy going, I don't know why she's not here. I haven't seen her. I don't understand what's going on. You know, she was 15 when she passed. <laughs> and it took about a month. I was real disappointed because it took, it, it, it took about a month. Yeah. But she showed up in my dream finally, and she was healthy, and she was jumping up and down all excited to see me in this dream. But didn't yep. stop there because my friends would see her in the house. Oh, did I see her too, or just other friends? Did. Monica saw her. A okay. Walking through the house, so she stayed close to me for a long time, and she's probably still around me. Then, just uh, no. recently in December, I lost eighteen-year-old uh, Australian Kelpie, who was a rescue dog, and she had issues. She was reactive, so it was just mainly her and I in the house. And I kept her in a bed when people when people used to come over. I used to have to lock her in a bedroom because she would bite people. But you know, but then when nobody was here, she'd be out with me. You know, so we would we were, we were doing dog. It was sad because she loved to go hiking. She loved to go for rides in the car, but you just couldn't take her on in public without a muzzle on, because she would go into attack mode. So <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, but 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 the thing is, I understood her. She understood me. Once I mm -hmm. figured out how to handle her. You know, because at first when I had her, I was even afraid to handle her. You know, but once I figured out how to handle her, it was good. You know, I, I knew what not to, what buttons not to push and, you know, it's back, back and forth. She passes away and it shocked me because, you know, it took the other dog a month as close as the other dog and I were. 
and I take her body over to get cremated. That night, she comes to me in a dream. Mm -hmm. And it shocked me because I never would have, of all the dogs, that's the one I wouldn't have expected to come to me right away. Because you don't know, because the personality on the dog, you don't know, you know. Right. Like, what's going on? Not typical so, of her. Yeah, not typical of her, even though, you know, we were close, but not like you would. Yeah. Like a chummy dog, you know. So it shocked me to think that she cared that much for me to, to come back. And she she's around still. I see her. I see her walking around. I see her butt walking around. I don't know what it is with me. I never see them face on. I always see their rear end going around the corner. <laughs> right in front of you, huh? <laughs> so I don't know what the truth is, you know. So then I come across, um, within a, under a month, it was weird because I, I called the breeder. I, they're all, they're all, they're all my dogs are the same bloodline. Oh, and I called the wow. and I said, yeah, and I said, um, because we had Maddie, the 15-year-old, and Reba was her niece. And this is like a great niece of hers that I have now. And the breeder said, no, I don't have any dogs. And then a week later, she says, actually, I do have a dog. And she's in the, and she's in the same bloodline. And I said, really? And um, wow. she sends me a picture. And oh, my God, she looks like my 15-year-old. And it goes back. I had a dream. And my 15-year-old dog was talking to me. Don't laugh. That's what my dream was. And we were going house to house looking at dogs. Uh -huh. and fifth, and she told me in the dream, she says, find a black dog that looks like me. And that'll be me. Oh, I love this story. And so I didn't want to get a dog right away because, of course, I had this reactive dog that had never had a family of its own. So I wanted her to make sure, give her a good life. So I waited like eight years. You know, or, or whatever, no, however long it took to get to this point. I think I had the reactive dog 10 years. So 10 years later, I'm looking for a dog again. I get this photo of this other dog, and it looks just like or not. You know, the, the markings are a little different, but I mean, just even Marisa, who went to pick her up with me, said she looks like Maddie. I mean, that's how close she looks. But the other kicker part of it was is my father, we, we, we had boats. You know, we were always boating up and down the river. My father would name his boats Gypsy Rose. That's what he named them. And the gal sends me an email with a photo of the dog, and she says, oh, yes, by the way, her name is Gypsy. I I remember this. And yeah. I was dumbfounded. I thought, well, she looks like my other dog. Her name is Gypsy. This dog has to be my dog. The first photo I looked at her, I thought, oh, my God, it's my dog. And so we went and got her. And she's the sweetest dog there is, you know. But what's funny about it is that the dog that was the reactive dog is still around. I see her still walking around the house. She's still here with me. Real, you know, it's really cool. Now, last night I had an experience. Oh, Because in, right? in between all this, my mother had an Australian Kelpie of her own. And this dog, I used to call her name, well, yeah, I won't tell her name because it's going to release what we're doing tonight. But I used to call her Nana Dog because she was my mother's dog. My mom raised her from a puppy. And when my mother got ended up with her dementia and her problems, this dog would take care of her to Aww. help me. So for me to sleep at night, because I used to have to be up all night because, you know, like people with dementia, they don't sleep. So she would get up at night and I'd have to get up too when I was exhausted. This dog would sleep under her bed. And when my mom moved or started to get up, she would bark to tell me. 
Oh. She took care of her. So that July that she died, I was brokenhearted because that was her. That was the net, the nana dog. Anyway, okay. So we I like that story. I hope everybody else did too. They go, oh, took care of mom for you. That was, that was mom's dog, and and I knew it. I knew, you know, I always knew taking care of the dog that I was like a a number two replacement. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just wasn't her mom, but she she, she would deal with me when I was her mom. Yeah. So last night, my my dog. My house is active. Dogs, people, a lot of people there. A lot of crap going on. Where I have my couch, there's a recliner over in the corner behind me. And for some reason, my dog likes to get up on the back of the couch and just stare back there and wag her tail. So that's usually I know it's a human because you know she's all excited. Last night, she kept getting up there. And I was getting really irritated because what she does is she loses her balance and she kicks me in the side. <laughs> and this is a 45 pound dog and I'm getting cracked. 45 pounds? I'm getting a crap kicked on the other side. So I got bruises everywhere on my side. So, but she wasn't wagging her tail, but she would get up there and she would just stare at that recliner. So the first question of the night goes to Nancy. What was in the Mom. recliner? Mom. Mom? Okay. Okay. All she right, has so a blanket. She- all around her like she's sitting on a blanket like you put a blanket there and she's sitting back and she has light colored pants on and the blouse is floral looking is that something she wore yeah okay so it was mom yeah the dog was just so fascinated staring at my mother i mean whatever you know so that's the first question night we have judith in the chat room i hope judith you're still here if not we'll still answer it (laughs) she can answer it back and watch her question is what pets do you see around me that's a loaded one how many are there you know it's always fun to know where people are from so make sure they they do call in i forgot her name already judith or judy judith you know i can't tell the difference between cat and dog unfortunately but it seems like i see an orange color possibly a dog and then i see a dark and uh, the orange is a little larger and the dark is smaller. And I don't know how long they've been in spirit, but I do see these two. Um, somebody did the same thing to me one night and I heard a bird. I'd be curious to know where this lady lives. It feels like there's noise around her. Do you have any, do you know who this Judith is? I have no idea. Huh? No, I have no idea. I'm going down. Let's see if she answers down here. Ah, Citrus Heights. Depending where it is in Citrus Heights. Nice meeting you, Jude, Judith. Oh, you must be from my class then. I know Judith. And, hello, sweetie, if that's you. <laughs> and we're going to do a class next week. Okay, go ahead, Char. Okay. This is from Sarah. Sarah lives in Marysville. Oh, local peoples. Hello, yes. everyone. <laughs> she wonders about her childhood dog all the time. Is it around her? Was it a male dog? Even though he's friendly, he acts masculine to me. If it's a, uh, well, I still feel him around her. Yes, kind of ch- follows her around. Be curious what the dog's name is. Okay. There was quite a bond. Feels like she was quite small or a smaller size, and the dog had ownership or parenting her. Can she answer that back? Uh, yeah. In fact, there's a follow-up question on here. 
do you see um she says if you have time i wonder if my dog rainbow was still around that could be the dog you're talking about yeah dude yeah he's still remember i saw how my dog bonnie right took care of me and um it was amazing one time i was running and i don't want to scare everybody i ran over a rattlesnake you right. know how you see it on the trail and you're wanting too fast mm -hmm. and, dog, and dog was barking and i'm looking around thinking what is it what is it like stupid look on the trail everybody and i jumped over the rattlesnake and she went back after it so there's an ownership protective and i feel like this dog watched her and was protected of her it has not stopped even when she's in the car traveling it seems to want to go with her here we go i'm going to, I'm going to post this comment because this is the kind of comment you like nancy you ready what? here it comes Whoa. oh i put the wrong one up sorry guys I no, but that's that. a good one. Yeah, how about that one? There yeah, you go, That's what Nancy likes. <laughs> well, you know, it's really hard. Think about how I'm doing this, everybody. All I have is a name. And I only asked for location because it's fun. She had a, I had that reading and it was from Lynn, England and one from Canada. How fun is that? And then the other one was also accurate. It was the, um, the other one. Uh, you put two up, one by mistake, and it, it was answered mm -hmm. that way too. Mm -hmm. So remember people, I put my mind, I don't know how this works. When she looks, if I knew how it works, I'd tell I'd give it to you for a dime, right? So she's looking at the, the little note there. I put my mind to Shar, put her eyes to that. Somehow there's a connection. All I do is go to you. You either gonna have someone there or you're not gonna have someone there. All I do is tell the truth. What could be off is my interpretation, but they give me, oh, I was gonna mention this. I have been so busy, everybody. I knew we were going to do a show tonight. If I told you I have thousands <laughs> of hours of radio shows, lectures, talks, and one of them was Armstrong and Getty. How many listen to, they're still on. Mm -hmm. And now that we're back in the Valley, I can actually listen to these people. Anyway, one of the fairs I used to do with Dean, uh, Madison and the freeway, uh, they were going to do some advertising on the show. And the little lady that they were going to do um, animal communication couldn't. And Dean said, oh, call her Nancy up. <laughs> I go, okay. Okay, you know, blah, blah. And it was a smash. Ended up being on the show three or four times. He called me back. And it was on animal questions, are their, their pets, all their pets. And here I am, what, 200,000 people. Not me, because I always at the, at the point, like, I can't be nervous because I'm going to see something or I'm not going to see something. And the dogs, these mostly dogs, they're so excited to have a human connect with them that can see what they want to see. So this one little dog in this lady's bedroom always had his eye on that closet. You know why? The shoes were in there. And, he, and I says, he really wants you to know that tastes so good. If it gets in that closet, you leave that door open, he's going to go in there and chew them to pieces. And she started yelling. And she says, oh, my God, I can't keep that dog out of that closet. And one one other gentleman, I think he is a somebody who works there, he came in and talked about his dog and the problem. It could be one of them, either one. Talked about how much trouble he's having with the dog in the backyard. And I says, oh, honey, he runs out, runs all the way to the other side like the patio runs all the way side to the other side. And he tells me he's trying to dig out. You know why? There's a lady to the left and he wants down there. 
And he says, oh my God, he's trying to dig out. And there is another female dog down the street. He's trying to get there. And they just are so innocent. So if you want to read from me, make sure you never abuse these pets because they will tell everything. Anyway, if it's not posted next few days, I will put that radio show up. I think I've already put it up. Shara, did you ever look any? Did you look and see if I had posted that? Yeah, I, haven't, I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll make sure. Because I tried to save, um, edit out the commercials and everything. But that was such a fun show. I didn't realize how much fun it was. And this was uh, mid-90s, I think, or late 90s. I didn't realize how much fun it was to be able to talk to people about their pets because we're so emotionally tied to them. But pets will tell no lie. And they'll tell you all kinds of secrets. Like if you go rummaging and you're hiding something, they'll go find it. And then they'll tell me, go, what's mama hiding in here? I go, what are you hiding? And they go, oh my gosh, you're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> it's like raiding a, a woman country with children. And children, it's actually happened. Um, where was I? I think it was an event like holiday or something. No, it was an entertainment holiday, like Halloween or Christmas thing. And and um, I was reading a couple and the little boy had been abused. He's eight years old and he told me. And I told the people in charge because I can't hold a secret like that. It's like if I pick up something, if I don't release it, like if I do a psychic reading, Shar or somebody else, if I pick up something, I have to let it leave my mouth. I can word it because I'm really good at communication. And someone said to me, oh, you only tell good things. I says, you better listen to the tape again. I'll say bad things in a good way. So this was really, really difficult. And I did tell the people in charge. I says, the family needs to be looked into. The boy told me a secret. So even a bad thing, I had to be very, very careful. Because you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to hurt another soul. In all my years, all the clients I had, all the uh, students I've had, never hurt another soul. It's so hard when you get frustrated with somebody. You talking to them and they go, oh, 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 oh. like I said, I pick it up, I have to say it. If I see something, I have to say it. You know, it's like an honest person because you can't hide the truth. If a person is given a reading and they want you to say something, their spirit says they have to know this. What if I do not tell them? It's the same with an animal. They're so honest and loving unconditional someone asked me can i become my can i become a, a pet and i go oh that's the first time anybody's ever asked me that if if you're interested there is um on coast to coast am with george nori this gentleman's been on a couple of times i i heard about him coming on it's been years uh since the last time he was on i think two or three times and he's a man that believes he's incarnated as a human this time but he made a mistake Last life, he was a horse. Yeah. I, did you hear that one, Char? Uh, yeah, I heard that show. I heard the show and I heard him again. I went in, like someone listened to me and thinking, oh, she's making all these stories up. Listen, I'm not that clever. Yes, I like to write. I've written three books. Um, but the books I'm writing are real factual or I've dreamt them. You know, sit down and three. I can't create these I, these things. Anyway, I went into it listening and go, this is going to be interesting. I, I, I won't disbelieve him because that's not my, my job. If someone says something to me that's really stretching my acceptability level, I have to go to a place of realizing this person is truthful to themselves. Why not? Why not? 
Well, he got on the show. George Norrie was kind of not skeptical, but he's going to be open. This guy was fabulous. Because I had horses almost 10 years, I know horses. He was a horse, <laughs> and I loved it. Now, the other thing happened, we, Larry, my husband, and I, um, we had a motorhome, and we went down to Visalia for um, an event. And it's the only time it happened to me. And how it happened, I don't know. Crazy, crazy. We went to sign in. It was kind of like a big RV park, and we drove, walked around. And I heard this, and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. And I looked up. We were walking to the manager's office. I looked up, and a dragonfly had buzzed around my head. And it was headed this way. And for some reason, I connected to it. It was the strangest thing because all of a sudden, I was the bug. And, and it was going toward another leaf. It was the strangest, like, how is that even possible that I could put my mind to a bug? Mm -hmm. Happened one time. Is it going to happen again? I haven't tried. But why not, why not explore what it's capable? Put your mind to your pet and see if it talks to you. Put your mind to a bug. Kind of makes me realize that had consciousness. No thought, just I need to go there. But it was alive in there. What level of consciousness is a dragonfly? I mean, everything's right. in spirit. I mean, it's I actually made contact with Reba, my reactive dog once. It takes practice. I mean, I got right in her head. I'm thinking Reba, Reba, you know, over and over and over. You say, yep. and she didn't bark or anything, but the way she, I saw it in her eyes. She felt you. When she realized it, because her eyes got like saucers. And I knew yeah. that she had heard me. It's, so it's really quite amazing. Um, so of my two cats, one is autistic, something's, you know, and he won't let you love him, but he's very loving at times. Mm -hmm. Both of them are good mousers. Joe is high functioning, very high energy, very demanding. And because of what I do for a living, can't do this 32 years without it impacting your life. He's very, um, he has problems with depression and I don't like drugging them. But I try to make his life interesting. And once in a while, he'll think of me so strongly. Mom, I want you to play with me. Mom, 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 mom. And drove Larry. I was up on the hill coming down to visit Larry for two years. And I'd come down here and be so excited to see me that he would pull me down. I'd walk in and I'd be depressed. It's him. He flooded me with emotion. Like, play with me, play with me. I was a little surprised. Like, I can do that to somebody else, but they can do it to us. So you can get in tune with your pet and feel what's going on. And then you need to, we need to play with our pets more. I'm, I'm tired. I do life and, you know, it's really hard. I've been two years going back and forth with my husband in the house up the hill. And this cat says, hey, everybody, she's here. She's going to play with this. And they, <laughs> they all do this to me. And I go, please calm down. You're wearing me out. Just thinking about it. I think yeah. they know when mom and dad are coming back. They know when the one that plays with them is showing up. They know more. And maybe it's not you that's depressed or anxious or happy. Look at your pets and not identify, but they love you so much they blend with us. Now, we do it with human beings. How many mamas out there know exactly? Listen, when I was raising babies, we didn't have monitors. We didn't have anything to let you know if that child was okay. And I remember my first was my daughter in middle of the night, mom wakes up, boing, because I heard this uh, around the building, I mean, around the house into the 
new bedroom on the round the I could hear a pin drop in that bedroom. We tune ourselves to our children. You can tune yourself to adult. You can have a love interest, not like man, woman, love, but you can give your heart. And how many of us older, us <laughs> single people will have pets because that love is genuine. We cannot deny it. And I'm an advocate for uh, the two we got were not adoptable because they're both black and both male. And I looked at my husband. I said, I've always wanted one, a cat. Couldn't, they were, you know, that was it. I would have sacrificed it and the other one would have been destroyed. Best decision of my life, especially the autistic one. Because, I mean, who would adopt it? You know, so, uh, yeah, they come with issues. Absolutely. Um, oh, very loving. Yeah. Sarah, uh, your message about your mom running with her dog, of course, the, the, the big dog is cool. Because when I had Reba, you know, being reactive like she was, the neighbor, the neighbors all knew she was reactive. So word had gone out in the neighborhood. So I could walk at night you know, with her. No problems. Nobody would bother me, you know, and nobody would try to break in the house because they were all afraid of her. So it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of cool because I remember there were, there were these two guys. I was sitting out front with her in the dark and she was black, so they couldn't see her. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I remember saying, and I remember saying, you know, you, you better get off my property. And I heard the guy stop, and I said, because really, if I let this dog off the leash, you're going to regret it. And then they took off because they oh knew her reputation. So it was kind of neat. That's that's just this sort of way. It's kind of cool, you know. We have another question from Marisa in uh, Rancho Cordova. It's about her heart dog, Quincy, and she that wonders if he comes to visit her. And if so, what does he think of her new dog, Sydney? Oh, jealous. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, who is this dog? Who is this? Who is this? And he's kind of like wanting to play like it jumps on his front legs to try to get the other one's attention. But it's not reacting. So he's frustrated. He wants to play, but he says, you don't belong here. <gasps> Ooh, that's not nice. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I should, I, I have to say what I pick up. It's like the dog is possessive. You got a new dog and it wants to play, but it's not. So it's kind of like frustrating. I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer that. Mm, why don't you get two balls or toys and one of them you call to the dog that passed and the other one to the dog that's there and toss them in different directions. Like you're playing with both of them. May that dog needs attention that's passed away. Go for a walk with one dog, invite the other one to go along. Okay. It's like spoiled children. You know, I want the other attention. I have never, I don't think I've ever had that. Never had that. I've had possessiveness, but not like, oh, you shouldn't have this. What what are you doing with this dog? Usually they don't seem to mind. Do was that dog like this, like that in life? Be curious to have Marissa write a note. Okay, right, right in that reason. Cloud, ma'am. Hello, I'm from Tampa, Florida. I'd love to know if my dog that passed so long ago is around and if he knows what was happening to his body. He would look at my eyes, just stare, and I felt. The dog actually read your mind, hon. So you'll tell me a uh, dog always knew what I was thinking or what I was going to do. It had a really strong connection with you. I do feel like the dog was grieving his mm -hmm. end of life, like he, he felt trapped or there was something wrong. I can't assume I know he was paralyzed or something, but felt like he was restricted. And he realized that at one point you remember, pardon me, 
at one point you you had the sense that he didn't like what was happening to him how how did he say it um hold on um pleaded with you to fix him or let him go you may say to me in his eyes i saw that he was pleading with me to have it stop oh that makes me cry oh write a note honey karen from um Fair Oaks wants to know if her previous dog sent her current chihuahua to her. I don't get that. Um, don't hear that wrong. I'm not picking up that kind of a thing, though I've heard people say that. The one that's gone is gone. Blah, 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 blah. If he comes around, fine. That dog's very happy. And this is the one of those kinds of dogs where you go, I, I wish you were here more often. Mm -hmm. So he's allowing you to have this new love interest. The other one seems very happy and is all, all over the place. I wonder if you're, if this dog that died was a um, did you have a lady friend or mother that had light uh, hair, almost um, not white, maybe some cream or lightest brown possible, a little fuller like this. The dog tells me he's visiting this woman and she's older. So I don't know if she's in spirit. This is your mother or grandma, somebody or medium build very pleasant looking, uh, maybe a spirit woman. I don't know, but the dog has been with another lady that you also loved or cared about kind of visiting another woman. I don't get that either too often. Like there's always a focus on the owner, but necessarily two things tonight. I don't usually pick up things like, uh, tell her I'm with this woman here. Remember her very pleasant lady, lighter skin. Um, the hair was a little bit of a bubble look. Like mine draping down, it's a little short, but a lot of uh, light colors, but not in gray, 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 champagne or beige. Okay. Uh, Sarah from Fair Oaks is wondering if her dog Lana is still around. What was or the name of the dog? If I'm not too late, I'm from Fair Oaks, California, and is Lana still around? Alana? Her Female? Name is Lana. L A N A, the dog. Oh, the Lana, like Lana Turner. Yeah. The first thing I picked up was the backyard. And I don't have many times you go out the front, pardon me, go out the backyard and to the right part of the backyard. It makes me think a dog spends time back there. I don't know if it was a digging spot or it was a place that they like to go a lot. Um, Fair Oaks, okay, so you have winter there, but maybe the dog's living in the spring or summertime all the time, or it's passed away recently and spent a lot of time in the backyard to the right. So I'd be curious to know why I'm picking that up. It doesn't mean it's not in the house, but remember, they're going to pick something that made them happy. It doesn't mean you aren't, but it seems like right now I want to say that. Be curious to know how long Doug's been spirit. Marisa says there's tons of toys. Quincy was very protective. He loved playing with other dogs. We went to play dates all the time. Would you say it one more time? A little louder. No, there are tons of toys. Quincy was very protective. He loved playing with other dogs. We went on play dates all the time. The, the difference is she got a dog afterward and she's paying attention to the other. It isn't his choice to play. It's her choice to play and he's not involved. So that, that protective too is very, not aggressive. He's a very male dog. And, you know, human beings, someone say to me, Oh, I'm having a grandchild. What is it? And I'll say, well, the female soul is coming in. So if it's a boy, it's gentle. If it's a girl, it's feminine. But if you have a male spirit in a female body, it's going to be like you and I have, stronger sides to us. 
And mm -hmm. I feel like even though I'm very feminine and love wonderful things, I feel very strong inside. People would say to me if they didn't know me, I feel like a male. So this dog comes in with a male soul with a male body. Now, how do I know that? Well, I, how do I know any of this stuff I talk about? But they do come back and they can have it again. How does that work? Like, do mountain lions come back again and again? Like, I heard a story of a young child. And it was told to me, I told to me, how accurate is it, right? And this little boy, like three or four years old, died. And he came back. And they said, well, what happened? He says, I was on a train. And the train stopped and some people got off. And I didn't. And then the train went again. And it stopped. And I thought, well, may I better get off. When I got off, there was this really tall man talking to me and said I had to go back. Mm -hmm. And I said, why? And he says, this is where the cats and dogs live. It was all animals behind him. So the little boy got back on the train and he came back to life. It was a near-death experience. And it's the only time I've ever heard of someone saying they were in a heaven of only animals. Uh, Twilight Zone, bazillion years ago, talked about an old farmer trying to rescue his dog in a river. And the next thing he knows, he's walking with the dog on the path. And he comes to a gate and the man's saying, oh, this is heaven. But you can't bring your dog. This is heaven for people. And the old man said, I, I don't, I will not go anywhere without my dog. And he takes off walking. He says, that's not heaven if I can't have you with me. So he walks up the road and the man said, I'm so glad you didn't take that gate. This is heaven because you can bring your dog. Isn't that a wonderful story? That's an old twilight. I often remember that. And in the prelogue where they talk about what happened, the funeral's about to happen. And they said that the dog had fallen into the river and he went after the dog and he they both died. They were all put together in, in burial. And, and what we were seeing was what was going on with him behind the scenes. And I love that story. It's not heaven if you can't have your pet. Mm -hmm. that Jerry, Jerry right. asks, can my animals find me if I move? Oh, absolutely. They just go with you in the packing. <laughs> you can't get rid of them if they want to follow you. It's love, honey. It's a love bond. Absolutely. I've had people go clear across country and it can still feel their cat and their dog. It's like if you lose a child or grandma and grandpa and you move from here to Tungbaktu, you don't think they can find you? That emotional bond is everything. We're here for love and to express love and to have love in our life. However, I've never had anybody tell me they love their fish, but I loved my turtle once. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, my mother went to clean the bowl. I was like 10, 11 years old in the sink where the washer and dryer is. Well, she forgot him and, and the wash machine pumped all the hot water. And so later on, she was crying and she says, I cooked your turtle, a little turtle. You know how you have a kid in a little bowl. And I grieved for a long time for that turtle. It was amazing to me. Does that turtle follow me around? Hmm. Cute story. <laughs> Pamela from uh, Watertown, Wisconsin says, is my dog Misty still with me? Um, I don't know if it's your dog I'm seeing. Was he a fluffy, a smaller fluffy one? White and tan or something? Do you know? Ashar, you're nodding. I don't know. So if you live in a complex... Uh, I find that sometimes cats and dogs will breach walls. I had a lady call me from 
I think it was from New York, live in a high rise. And she was a perceptor like me. And she says, there's too many animals for the one I lost. <laughs> She's, yes. I, huh? Yeah, she said yes. It was what I just saw. Then yes. she had that animal. Um, thank you for confirmation, right? It's going to be there. It's not going to be there. And I went, oh, but I think you also have, there's a dark on the floor. Is it a, um, a wiener dog or is it a dark cat? And I don't know if it's yours. So let me write that note in too. If you lost a dark or small. Okay. Yeah. Pamela says she was a Westie. So she was a light dog. So oh, was she? Dog. I, I wouldn't know one dog breed. I know what a bulldog looks like in a black lab. And a skipper key. That's, I'm not very good at this. Oh, a bloodhound. I guess I could list, but that one I, I don't know. Well, I'm glad. The answer to your question is yes. All your dogs, when you cross over, they will be there to greet you. You will see them all. So you told your mother correctly. Um, what, I don't know. Your mother, someone told me that or what was? No, she right. told her mother. She oh, said told that her mother. Okay. Ago, I would tell her all her dogs would probably be there when she to greet her. She raised champion German Shepherds for 40 years. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to think of them. And I've, I lost, uh, Bonnie passed away probably 90. Um, my ex-husband had to deal with her. And she's never lost, never left me all these years. I think of her often. Um, I don't run like I used to. I, I've been, I had some illnesses that could, took that power away. But I do work out. And I'm outdoors, and even up the big house on the mountain, I would think of her as running around the yard it, uh, spontaneously. And I thought to myself one day, wait a minute, she's probably making me think that she's there running around. And that's amazing. After all these years, she evidently is there. And I think we have to think of that. Um, geez, all these years I'm thinking are like, Shar is thinking of the pets she's had. Well, she's got to go have a crowd visit her. And I've had people say on the deathbed and the family will say, oh, they saw their pets wanting to greet them. Oh, what greater joy. Well, excuse me. I'd like to see my mom and dad, but maybe Bonnie will be there. The dog. Mm -hmm. Pamela says uh, the dark animal you saw was the chaser dog. She called it the chaser dog. What kind of dog is it? That's a, bra a, bre a breed. Are we talking about the Westie still? No. Sarah, Nicole, Sarah says that, I'm going to ask you a special question, Nancy. When you did the read on Lana, what did you pick up? What, what does Lana look like? I'm well, asking you that. I don't remember which one she was, hon. Just out of curiosity. No, Lana just passed, I think. Hang on, let me go back up here for a second. Well, wait a minute. We've gone too many people. Now that I've been there and back, I've turned my mind off to it. Yeah. And I could get it mixed up with somebody else. Yeah, hang on. What I said is is all I'm going to do now with that. Okay, I'm sorry, sweetie. I don't want to get it mixed up with somebody we've already talked to. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry about that, you guys. Anyway, okay, I'm looking at these posts. Well, I'm getting a little tired here. I've been moving. I think we're just about done. That was it. Okay, good. Okay, guys. Uh, this is a little fun. Most of them are verified. There we go. Oh, I can see things. There I go. So the one, the one that's confusing me, the one that had the whiter, lighter color dog, and the one I said, and then I added, but there's a darker one on the floor. What kind of dog was that? What was that oh, animal? Because she oh. sent another message in. Because the first one was she was a Westie. And then the message came through the chaser dog. So I'm wondering if that's what she says, the chaser dog. I don't. Is a I'll, ask, I'll, I'll ask her off camera. 
No, well, I was just curious because I val she validated that I saw the second dog. It was a cat. It was a cat. Oh, it was a oh cats. Oh, it was a cat. Okay, yeah. Dark cat. cat. Now, yeah. that's odd. I don't know if the dark cat is in spirit or not, but I did see it. Now, how is that possible? Like I said, they're there or they're not there, but it made itself known. If it's alive, it's really let me know. If it's a pet that's left, it could feel me and wanted me to know it was there for your benefit. Right. And Sarah, I'm going to answer real quick on this one. Um, Sarah says Lana was a uh, reptile. Okay, that's cool. But you know what? Nancy sees reptiles too. Nancy was living in Arizona. <laughs> now that we're on the subject of reptiles, Nancy oh. was in Arizona. Tell the story about the reptile in Arizona. Oh gosh. That. So oh, okay. I we lived in Sierra Vista. And Sierra Vista is between um oh gosh, what's that town? Uh, anyway, we were half mile west of Tombstone, Arizona. And so half hour drive in the country going, and they started archeological dig there for dinosaurs. And it was there for quite a while. We lived there almost two years. So they came and it set it up and there was, you know, banner up, this is where this is going on. And I told her, I said, I would love to see a dig. Wouldn't that be fun? I would volunteer. Wouldn't it be fun to kind of sit there real quiet, you know? So I passed that every day, I would say for nine months. We, anyway, so, one day we had a, a house that was what we call the open floor plan, right? And uh, I was in the kitchen looking out the window and I couldn't believe my eyes. There was one of those great big stovetop leg dinosaurs, the one with, remember Jurassic Park and the archeological couple came to the island or whatever it was. And the first dinosaurs they witnessed was the great big ones. And I thought to myself, how is it possible? And I was just dumbstruck. Like, why am I seeing that? It's because that's what was being influenced me every time I went to work. Every day I'd drive by and I could see this big sign saying archeological dinosaur dig. So it's what you put your mind to. If you say, I wanna see my cat, I wanna think about my cat, I wanna do this, you will pick that cat up. If you want a dinosaur, hmm. I don't know in your areas. I haven't seen one since, but my husband walks over to me and says, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I says, I can't believe I'm seeing the bottom part of a dinosaur. Walk right through the house. I never saw above its belly, just the bottom part. It was just crazy because I had put my mind to the thought, oh, there's dinosaurs here in Southern Arizona. You know, like, wow. And it was a big lake, but where I was, was the, uh, the mountain range going into Mexico, we were within a view off our deck of seeing the mountain range where the storms come up from Baja and that wouldn't have been in water. So it would have been lush and green and just luscious, luscious. And there was a dinosaur there. I just went nuts. I thought it was right. Now, if I say, I want to see a paranormal animal, uh, I want to see this or that. I can't answer that. I had a a friend in Fair Oaks, a lady I met, and I, I loved, liked her. She was an artist, so anybody knows who it is, let me know. She would paint a painting and then step back, and other people could see fairies in her work, and she wouldn't paint them. She would paint the greenery. She'd go in a backyard and paint greenery, and then people would look at it, and they could see people in her paintings. It was all by accident. That woman unconsciously could see fairies. Uh, 
elementals. Uh, I had a gentleman take me to a dinner. It was off American River somewhere. And it was one of those restaurants that sit high on pillars. And then underneath it went like this. And I was trying to be polite. <laughs> and I look out this window and there was this itty bitty person, um, hardly any body, just um, real thick um, arms kind of like in front, like just do this and little legs. And he looked down and he says, what are you looking at? I went, oh, fudge. It ain't there. And it was an elemental of some sort. It's the only time my whole life and I was on a date. I mean, come on, right? No way. What a way to date. Can you imagine someone dating me and I'm looking out the window like I seen something extraordinary. And I wanted to look because it wasn't a ghost, but it was something else. Like we have this around us all the time. I didn't have my mind to it. It was like wanting to be noticed. So I think there's things going on around us all the time. And um, I don't purposely look for pets because spirit people kind of want my attention. If I, oh, funny story. So we're in the town we're gonna live in. And uh, my husband, you know, we've got in the car, we're gonna drive around. I hadn't known where the uh, theater was. And so this happened just um, the last time I was down here about two weeks ago, a week ago. And we drive around and we pass a cemetery. And I went, no, no, <laughs> don't pass the cemetery. He says, what's wrong? I says, I'm looking and there's two people on the, in the front by the gate and I go, oh, poop. Now I'm going to see him everywhere because once you see a spirit and you can't turn it off very easily, he drives by a second one and there's three people inside, not at the gate. And I think to myself, why are they still there? I don't want to see them because if you pay attention, they might want to visit you in your home. <laughs> oh, someone noticed this like in the movies. So sometimes I have to forcibly not want to see people, but if you see them, you have to, now I have to go back. Like, what are those people there for? What's going on? Go leave. <laughs> You're haunting your own grave. Come on, get over it. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. I'm surprised I could talk this long. I'm really tired. But we need to call it a night, young lady. Of course. Anyway, Sarah, that's why I wanted to tell you, don't take heart that she didn't see your reptile, but she has seen reptiles. So <laughs> I just want to let you know. And that one, I don't know if I remember her reptile, if I was describing oh, it. Oh, guess who's with us right now? Check this out. Check this out. Karen Karen from, is it Roseville? Our is good it? friend Karen. Okay, I'm not going to say anything else. Karen R. Okay, hello there. <laughs> Nancy did tell me there was a dog that comes through my house and plays with my cat. We couldn't figure out why sometimes she would just race back and forth across the hall upstairs. Welcome, Karen. Yeah, and that happens. You know, remember I said they can leave their house and go next door. They figured out that they can, they can roam. And then they'll play with everybody in the neighborhood if it's possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We have stories we could share. I tell you. you know, Guys, we, we could go on for hours and hours, hours and hours and hours and hours. I have one more story to share with you guys, and then we're going to let Nancy go. Uh, My mother and father used to breed chihuahuas they, they, they were professional breeders and um we, we 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 bred a couple champions in fact chihuahuas yeah chihuahuas and my mom had this particular chihuahua we named chewy chihuahua for obvious you know, Star Wars <laughs> reasons and it was a brindle color and it was like it was my mom's dog typical and it had to be on her lap all the time i mean it was just like the one that died the the, the, the kelpie that died same thing and this dog would always, because they would always lose it. It was the first Chihuahua they bought. 
and they'd always misplace it. They misplaced the dog? Yeah, because, I mean, it's one of these dogs that would crawl under uh, uh, blankets oh, and stuff. And so, like, they'd be full, putting put their bed back together, and the dog would be in the blanket. They'd be running around trying to find it. Going crazy. <laughs> I love it. So they started putting a bell around the dog's neck. So the dog, the dog yeah, was running around with like bell. Like a cat bell. Cat bell. Yeah, like a little cat bell, right? So the dog passes away, and this is when they were commuting up to Montague and back and forth and stuff. And I, I'd, I'd get done with my, my shift at work, and I'd be laying in bed, and I could hear this dog coming down the hallway. And it would get it would get down in their bedroom, and, and the noise would stop. But you could clearly hear the steps as, as she stepped down because yeah. the bell would be going off. You know, I don't hear her anymore. I think she's wherever they are. But that was the thing, you know. So that dog for years and years. I mean, this went on for like six, seven years. I, I could hear this dog coming down the hallway, always in the same direction. I like that. Was, yeah. Okay, guys, of course, Sunday, we're going to be reading part 14 of Lizzie Borden. Okay, so we're going to be continuing with that. And Monday, if you remember, we had a gentleman on named Mike Sears. He was a paranormal investigator. And he had been talking about the Beast of Bray Road. And he'd also been talking about investigating this ranch that was that had a lot of activity with some kind of beast on this ranch and, and UFO activity going on. Where is the ranch? Uh, I think it's out Montana somewhere. Montana, okay. Anyway, the gentleman, the gentleman that owns the ranch is probably gonna get mad at me. The gentleman that owns the ranch is going to come on Monday. Oh, <gasps> ooh! Pictures. He's got video. He's giving me of evidence of stuff that's gone on on this ranch. So we're gonna get to see all that stuff plus talk to him on Monday at six thirty. So that's what's going on Monday, six thirty p.m. Pacific, and then again Sunday if you're into like. Sucking on some popcorn, sodas, or whatever, and putting your feet up. You know, we read about Lizzie Borden for an hour and, and hear about her yeah. dastardly deeds and all that stuff. And uh, we're right in the middle of the trial right now. In fact, I think the trial, the first preliminary trial is wrapping up now. The preliminary right trial to see if they have enough evidence for a yeah, trial? They have enough evidence for a trial for her. So that's where we're at. But anyway, you guys, I want to thank everybody. It was fun. Everybody, everybody that listens, to, you guys, everybody that listens to that RSS feed, you know, the one that goes out on Apple and Google and all those places, our numbers have gone through the roof. And it's Not incredible. Fun. And I want to thank you. And I was just, I'll have to send these to Nancy. And no, I, I just got another uh, set of numbers just came in. Oh, good. My eyeballs bulged. So I want to thank everybody out there listening in France, everywhere, you know, all over the world. We're being heard all over the world. The show is going everywhere. Kind of, I always think of Elvis, you know, that, that concert he did in Hawaii that went all over the world that night. That's how I, I feel about that. Oh, yes, I do remember. It was a live concert, and they telecasted around the world. I do remember that. Well, once we get done with this, I spend, 40, I spend a few minutes putting this audio together and sending it off, and it's, like, all over the world. Two and, the world. I mean, we, I am seeing incredible downloads. In fact, to give you guys an idea, I'm going to tell you right now, we are in the fifth day of August we have 971 downloads. Amazing. I love that for you. Okay. Incredible. And it's just, my eyes are bulging. We're doing great over on YouTube, Facebook. I want to thank all of you guys for following us. And I hope you've enjoyed it too. And we're going to keep doing this. I mean, as long as, long as I, as long as, long as, long as, long as I have a voice left, huh? Yeah, as long as I can breathe and everything else, as long as Nancy and I can breathe, hey, we're going to, you know. <laughs> I have no idea how tired I am tonight. I'm surprised. As <laughs> well, long as we can prop ourselves up in front of the in front of the computer screen, we're good. Yeah. So, 
So I want to thank everybody. I'm just so excited. You know, every time I look at those numbers, like, you know, I keep expecting it to take a dump again. I mean, I've been waiting, like, it's been like three months we've been on this, this real cool rise. And I keep telling Nancy, no, I'm going to wait and see, you know, what's going on. And it gets higher and higher. So I'm getting excited. But anyway, yeah. um, I want to thank everybody. And, thank you, uh, everybody, for calling in and joining us. Those guys that come every night. I can't, you know, my, 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 my groupies that come every night, my diehards. And I want to thank everybody that listens over, and I don't care where you are. I, I mean, France, I have people that listen in the Mideast. You know, I've got people up in Afghanistan that listen. It's crazy. It's crazy when I look at the map. But I want to thank all, each and every one of you for your support. Just thank you so much. All right? So on that note, if you're watching for Facebook, hit that follow button. If, I mean, if, if you haven't hit it before. If you're new, <laughs> only hit it once. If you're new... Hit that follow button. If you're watching from Twitch and you're new, hit that follow button. I'm getting like Nancy. Look, my hands are waving now. <laughs> I'm not Italian. <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're watching from YouTube and you're new, go ahead and, and, and click on that little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. Okay, that'll make you a subscriber. I've got more than 300 videos over there on different topics. And I mean different. I just don't sit on this ghost stuff, okay? I'm a journalist. This is what I do. So I love bringing you different topics. In fact, as a teaser, I don't usually do this. As a teaser on Tuesday, we're going to be on at noon on Tuesday. Okay? And the reason why is my, my, my guest is going to be in, it, it lives in Toronto. My guest is a gentleman who did the special effects and special props for the original Star Wars movie, A New Hope. And he's going to be on talking about his experiences working on the film. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I do different topics. And she told me he was involved with the cafe. Yeah. Um, the the where all the, I, I saw an interview of one of the ladies' secretary, and they needed another body to play the flute or whatever it was, and she volunteered. So her whole life, she's told, you know, how fun would that be to be part of the uh, quartet in front where that scene was in the restaurant yes. or pub or whatever it was? How fun is yes. that? So he's going to be on on Tuesday, but it's going to be on you know an earlier time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm going to let you guys go get into your weekend. I'm going to go out and I'm going to my yard's just about ready for aloha, so I'm going to be aloha in my yard tonight for the first time in a while and meditating and doing all that good stuff. But oh, I want to aloha, yeah. casual night. I like it. Like it. Yeah. yeah. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and let's keep the support going. Okay, you know, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show. Share it with five of your enemies. We're, we're good here. Equal opportunity, right? Visit us at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com or CaliforniaHaunts.org. And uh, again, here I go, PBS time. You see that ticker at the bottom? That's because we don't take any money to do investigations. And we, we live off donations. And uh, that's how I support all the show and everything, too. So if something breaks, even equipment for the team, or something breaks for my radio show, it comes out of my pocket. So... And plus, you know, internet bills and all that good stuff to keep things going here. So if you could kind of help me out, that'd be great. If you could do that at paypal.me at California Haunts or Venmo at California Haunts. Okay? Anyway, no pressure. Have a good night. I will see you guys next week. Oh, first I got to get rid of Nancy. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, Nance. Bye, Nance. Okay, I'm going to show you Nancy's information, and then I'm going to see you guys next week. So here's Nancy's info. Websites, Nancy Matz and NancyMatz.com. Nancy Matz author that.com, and that's a capital N, capital M, capital A.com. 
youtube.com Nancy Matt Psychic, and then the book, Help, Give Me All This Funk by Nancy Matt's. And the other book. Any second now. Any second now. Any second now. Ah, Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And the third book. Any second now. Dun, da, da. Okay, The Unwilling Sacrifice. Great book. I read it. Highly recommended by me. And again, they can get those at Amazon.com. Okay, guys, I will see you on Sunday for Lizzie Borden, Part 14. Have a good night.